This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Oh, it is Mayor's Day today on the show. My co-host is, well, it's just so many different titles. She's an entrepreneur, a master of making pies, a longtime counselor for the city of Port Moody. She's been serving residents there since 1996, and now she's the acting mayor. So, Megan Lottie, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me here. I guess you didn't really expect it was going to be such a big news day. No, you? it seems like the news cycle is being, uh, I guess, overtaken by... By some important stuff. You could say that, yeah. yes. But, of course, we're still going to make sure that we have lots of time to uh, talk to you. How do you feel about this? Because this is not normally part of your job. No, I mean, I, taking on this this role has um, increased my workload uh, in this area probably tenfold. So oh, wow. this is one of those things that I never envisioned I'd be doing. You never wanted, you never aspired to maybe run for mayor, not on your radar? No, yeah, of course. I, I've thought about it. But yeah. you just didn't think you'd end up acting. How long are you doing the job for? Uh, just until the end of June. Yeah. And so how's that going to work? Is it going to be rotating through different counselors? Yes, we actually drew names. Uh, so I'm, I got the first, the first, job, first job. And then uh, Councillor Madsen will be June to, I think, or July to September. And then Councillor Milani will be uh, October through to December. And for however long this... Yeah, I mean, we at this point we don't know what how long this is going to last, but we've we've made some decisions until the end of this year, and then I guess we'll have to revisit that right. later on. And just for people who don't know, that is because that the uh, mayor of Port Moody, Rob Vagramov, is currently on leave dealing with criminal charges, and so I think pretty fair that you guys drew the names out of the hat. Yeah, that was that was a decision that I made um, on the fly. I was I was chairing the meeting, <laughs> and it didn't look like we were going to get to any consensus. So uh, you know, for me, it's really important that we that we really come together as a council. So I thought that was the the fairest way to to sort of take it out of pol- politics and just right. create a fair. And how's the job been? Like I said, it's been extremely busy, but I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot. I've, I've met with a lot of residents. I've, I've attended a lot of um, events on behalf of the city and and gone to a lot of meetings. I was also appointed uh, the ch- to the mayor's council, so that for, for TransLink. So that's been really interesting. A uh, lot, lot to learn there. But unfortunately, you've also had to put put your company on hiatus. Yes. Oh. What a day. Megan Lottie, the acting mayor of Port Moody, picked to come and join us for a couple of hours. And you're like a regular news person now, jumping right in there. I know. <laughs> Are you enjoying yourself? I am. Good. Uh, what did you think of what we heard? Like, we heard David Eby, the attorney general there, t- um, using some examples. And so just to recap some of the ones that he uh, pointed out. Uh, a student, somebody who's listed their occupation as a student who purchased 15 units in one condo building worth $29 million. <laughs> a homemaker, that was the occupation, who bought five luxury homes worth $21 million. Like, what do you think when you hear that? Well, I, what really came across to me was the fact that Mr. E.B. identified how easy it was for for uh, Mr. German to actually come up with those with yeah. those with those numbers, it's like without having any really confidential to, information. Exactly, yeah. you didn't have to scratch the surface very deeply to get to to get to the problem. So uh, when they talk about the impact on affordability, has that been felt in Port Moody? Like, oh, what's affordability like there? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I mean, just we are a. Um, you know, we we are quickly becoming a very unaffordable community. So we're working hard at the city to to bring in policies to uh, attract more affordable housing. But absolutely, there are homes that have been built in Port Moody that um, would that sit empty, and they're multi million dollar homes that that 
no one can live in. So, I mean, obviously you're taking away space for people to live. So you've got the empty homes problem too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Is yeah, it, and in all neighborhoods in Port Moody. Really? Yeah. So is it enough at a level where Port Moody would consider something like the empty homes tax like they've done in Vancouver? You know, we've talked about it and there, we need to do some more digging to find out what, you know, obviously this is sort of highlighted one of the main reasons why you might have empty homes, but we don't know all of the reasons. So yes, it's certainly something we've talked about. Um, we're sort of going at it from the the point of view that any of the development that comes into Port Moody is going to be addressing uh, the issues and the needs of our community, i.e. more family, more affordable, right. more rental stock. What does it cost to buy a house in Port Moody? Uh, the average home is $1 million. In Port Moody? Yes. Can you believe that when you say that number? No. I mean, when I started in Port Moody, uh, like you mentioned earlier, since 1996, um, when I first became a counselor, I think the average home price was $300,000. Just 20 years ago? Yes. That's unreal. Yeah. And it's just staggering, the, uh, the change. And what about growth issues as well in Port Moody? Is there a lot of pressure right now to build more, do more? Well, yeah, I mean, Port Moody is kind of in this unique situation where we took a position in, I think, around um, 2010. Um, before we had, uh, before we would allow any more growth, we needed, we decided that we needed to see um, rapid transit come to the to the community. So between 2011 and 2015, there was virtually no growth in Port Moody. In fact, uh, we reduced by slightly um, 5% or something like that. So our population actually has not increased. Yes, but um, I'm not so sure that that decision was the right one for the region because, you know, the the affordability crisis and the housing uh, availability crisis was growing uh, during that time. Exactly. And then so communities like Port Coquitlam, Coquitlam, Maple Ridge did not take the same position as us and they grew exponentially by you know, over Port Moody. Encroaching so, right around you, right? Right, so in uh, east of us, really. So we've got, you know, we had 500 new residents, no new homes built, virtually not in any ways, um, between, during that five-year period. But um, those cumulative growth from the east of us was over 22,000. So you're, you've got an increase of 22,000 residents. And, you know, in the northeast sector, there's really only one way to get west. Um, if you're not taking the freeway, you're coming through Port Moody. Yeah. So um, people have this idea that we've, that we've got this massive overgrowth and we really don't. We've, got, we've actually um, put a policy in place and you know, the, the jury's out as to whether or not that was the right decision to make. But moving, you know, at, at today we have um, SkyTrain, we've got, there's a billion dollar infrastructure that's been planted into Port Moody. We've got two stations, p- potentially three. And so we're really focusing on um, transit-oriented development as our first priority. You know, is that's a way to achieve long-term sustainability. It's a way to reduce greenhouse gases. And so we're, we're looking at that as one of our priorities right now. And uh, on the side of that, you are an entrepreneur. You run your own <laughs> business. How long have you been running that company for? So um, the, the company started in 2014, or no, 2013. Yeah. Wow. So and and so and it's it was, grew out of a love of making pies because that's that's what you do, right? Yeah, you make I, pies. I, yeah. I had always dreamed that I would have a pie 
shop. It's a nice dream. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you can just sort of relax and make your pies. And it, actually, the reality was a lot different than that because it's a business. So it required um, a lot more uh, full-time attention than I was able to give, especially since being on council. So um, subsequent to that, I still have the company. It's an online company. So I, I bake my pies. I make my pastry um, by myself. Like everything is homemade. And um, it's an online company, so you can order online. I want to do. I want to take a look at this right now. What is it? Sweetandsavorypie.com? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to look at this. Yeah. But you've had to put a hiatus on this. Do you miss it? Do you miss kind of? Yeah, baking? of course. I miss. I miss the. I miss getting covered in flour. <laughs> <laughs> I find baking to be really therapeutic, though, like it very is, relaxing. It is. It's totally relaxing for me, and I, I just sort of zone out, and I'm rolling out my pastry, and I, you know, and I love making. Um, interesting pies for people. I, I've I developed all sorts of new recipes. Like I've got a haggis and uh, tabby pie. I've got a roast beef and Yorkshire pudding pie. Delish. Turkey dinner pies, and then all oh. sorts of sweet pies. Right. So yeah, you've got a chocolate peanut butter cream pie, oh, which sounds so delicious, yeah. and a oh, another, what was the other one that sounded really good to me? The antioxidant pie mm-hmm. sounds good. That's a popular one for I'll sure. Bet yeah, lemon meringue, which is my favorite. Key yeah. lime, also my favorite. Uh, do you, yeah, that would be something that you would really miss doing. You must have a ton of pies in your freezer. I've had to put my my pie um, my pie dreams on hold for the next couple of months, um, but I'll be back at it in July. Sweetandsavorypie.com if you want to check that out, because Megan Lottie will plug. be back at it maybe in the fall. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned climate change there as well, yeah. one of the targets for Port Moody. Why is that so important then in Port Moody? Well, I mean, for me personally, it's 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 a passion. I have a passion around that that issue, and and so um, last year actually, or actually, I guess it was the fall of 2017. I um, brought forward a motion to council to form um, the first of its kind in BC, uh, a standing committee of council, um, the Climate Action Committee. Right. So through that, um, last year we directed um, our. Uh, through through council, we directed that committee to start working on a climate action plan, and um, that that plan is supposed to be uh, it's a strategy document, obviously that that outlines collective measures that we can take uh, in Port Moody to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and to mitigate and adapt to climate change. And you would say every community can do their part, right? Well, I, I think so. I mean, every, you know, some people say that in the big scheme of things, what we do is not going to matter very much. But I, I believe that everybody, everything that everybody does matters. 